the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. I'm your host, Greg, and this week we have a lot to talk about. But first, we're going to start with that lackluster apology by the Houston Astros. I mean, talk about an embarrassment. How are you going to literally stand up there, look at the reporters, look at the media, look at your own players and teammates and organization, and say, I don't really know how much of an impact this had on the game. Because that's exactly what Jim Crane did. Jim Crane not only said, I don't know how much of an impact this has on the game, he said, there shouldn't be an asterisk against our World Series title in 2017. There's no need. Why should there be one? Well, Jim, it's pretty simple. Your team created a code breaker scheme to steal signals from another team and relay them in real time to your hitters. Seems like a pretty serious thing. That's just me personally. That's just a lot of people personally. I mean, talk to any Yankee fan. Talk to any Dodger fan. I think they're taking it pretty personally what you did. So to come out and say, our opinion is this didn't impact the game. We had a good team. We won the World Series. We'll leave it at that. Is just ridiculous. As an owner of an organization who has just been involved in one of the largest scandals and caught red-handed, Basically, I mean, you had your own player on your team at that time come out and say what you were doing. Investigations found it. There's audio of the trash cans being banged. And to sit there and say, didn't impact the game. Our team was just that good. We won the World Series anyway. No. Go look back at the stats. Go look at all the analytics of your home offense, your batters, your strikeout rate, all of it. Check it out. It'll show you. It'll show you, Jim. Your team gained a significant advantage that impacted the game. And the fact that you had Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, two of your star players, stand up at that podium beside you and make statements that lasted a minute and a half is just outright mind-boggling. Bregman and Altuve both were like, we know what we did was wrong. We hope you can forgive us. That's it. After all this time. They knew they had a press conference yesterday, right? They knew what to expect. They knew the questions that would be coming. Because it didn't seem like it. They all seemed very unprepared. Like, I just realized that an assignment due the next day in class, underprepared. Seriously, who goes into a press conference... With these thoughts in their mind. Who comes out with this week of a statement. By not only an owner. But two of its star players. Who benefited the most from this. Think about it. If this happened. 2017 Altuve wins the MVP. Bregman breaks onto the scene as a legitimate third baseman and all-star candidate. I mean. I don't get it. I don't get how you sit there, how you stand there, and don't just beg for mercy. Beg for forgiveness. You know what's going to happen once the season starts, right? The questions are going to keep coming. The media is not going to let this go. If you don't sit there and actually just answer questions and be truthful and seem remorseful, it's just going to keep coming 
more and more. And fans are going to let you have it all season long. So I hope you prepared your players. And sadly, Dusty Baker, who just was hired as manager, had nothing to do with this whole scheme. Nothing. Not a zip. Zero zilch. Guess what? He came off as the most sympathetic. He came off as the most sorry about the whole situation. He wasn't a part of it. Had nothing to do with it. And he's the one that looks the best out of the four of you that were up there. Another person that came off looking pretty good was Carlos Correa. He was in the locker room getting questioned. And he flat out said, hey, I needed my family and friends and all of them to know we made mistakes. We were in the wrong. We shouldn't have done that. He took responsibility. He manned up to the situation. He sounded remorseful. And then, of course, the whole Beltran situation comes up, which, if you don't know, basically, they were trying to play it off that Carlos Beltran was such a veteran, such had such a presence, that all of the young guys on the team, like Altuve, Correa, Bregman, they were all too scared to say anything to him and stop this. Oh, yeah? You were too afraid to stop this, yet you went on for a full season participating in it? What did you think would happen if you went against him? He was going to tell people, hey, so-and-so doesn't want to go along with my cheating scam. They don't want to steal signals in an improper way. Because, don't get me wrong, sign stealing happens. It is an everyday occurrence in baseball where guys are trying to steal the catcher's sign and somehow tell the guys in the dugout. What the Astros did was different. What the Astros did were give real-time cues saying, hey, this pitch is coming. That's not what they do when normal sign stealing. Normal sign stealing is like, pitchers tipped his cap. Anytime he does that, it's always a curveball. Keep a lookout for that. Nope, they weren't doing that. They were like, hey, it's a changeup. Bang the trash can. It's different. It's different than picking up on little signals here and there when you're flat out using a camera to do so and then relaying the whole message in real time with a trash can. It's very different than the old school style of just, okay. Catcher did this. Every time he does that, it's this. But it is a huge difference. It is a major difference in this whole thing. That's why coming out today and making those statements, saying it didn't have an impact on the game, saying, yeah, we were wrong. Let's just move on, essentially. Makes no sense. It doesn't sound sincere. It sounds like you knew you got away with it at the time. They can't take back the World Series. They're not suspending any of the players. Nothing's happening to any of them. The season's just going to be played like normal. And that's it. Who cares in that Houston locker room? That's what Bregman and Altuve and Crane gave off. Correa didn't give that off in the locker room. Dusty Baker didn't give that off at the press conference. Which, good for him. But at the same time, he had nothing to do with it. Zero. Jim Crane seems sufficed that his GM and his manager are gone, and they were the ones that had everything to do with it. Carlos Beltran's gone. He had everything to do with it, and that's it. That's what it seemed like it came down to. So, it just it's just a bad look. Just a really bad look for the Astros, for the ownership, for the team. Just Just poor. Next time, 
become more prepared. You've known about this since November. You knew the questions were going to be coming. It's spring training. You've had months, weeks to prepare for this moment because you wouldn't speak out before this. And this is what you came out with. This is what you thought is what everybody wanted to hear. Well, Jim, well, Bregman, Altuve, it wasn't. It's a disappointment. It lacked any sort of remorse. And you still should be ashamed of yourselves for what you did. That's all I have to say about it. We're going to move on from this. I mean, get ready for the booze, guys. Get ready for all the questions because it's not stopping anytime soon. And it, I don't approve of it, but you're probably going to get a few beans in the back. Just how baseball works. But enough of that. We're going to move on to Paul's pylon this week. We're talking to him, Paul's pylon, about trade boners. Teased that last week. And Paul's going to pick his XFL team. But before that, I want to remind you that Sports Dance is brought to you on 12 Ounce Sports, but also by Seat Giant. Go check out Seat Giant for all your sports and concert ticket needs. When you use Seat Giant, you're going to get the best deal you can. And when you use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, 120ZSPORTS, you're going to get an even better deal. So make sure you check out Seat Giant for all your sports, concert, ticket needs for you, your friends, and your family to get the best deals there are. And what you need to do, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, 120ZSPORTS. Now it's time for Paul's Pylon. That is right. It is Paul's pylon. And we're here this week. You know, we've talked about Super Bowl. We've talked about trades. This week, we teased it last week. We've got boners. Trade boners. And we also have an XFL quiz to help Paul figure out who he should choose and root for in this brand new league that's so sweet and so strange. But I already love it. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Thanks for... uh... Having you? Every no, single- I was going to say thanks for blind, <laughs> blindsiding me on this whole uh, XFL thing because you know what I think about the XFL. I thought it was the uh, sport they played indoors, arena football. You did think it was arena football. Don't <laughs> worry. This quiz was made by football scientist of the XFL, a.k.a. myself and my pen. I do think- it is the most legit quiz to figure out who you should root for in the XFL. I do think people might watch. Oh, What's, what else are they going to do right now? 3.3 million people watched it this weekend. Oh, I wonder what the commercials were like. That was It was higher than the NBA. That's not shocking. It is when NBA is considered the second most popular sport in the country. And this is a minor league football league. Is this going to be a third now? Is it going to take second place? No, it's not. No. <laughs> well, it I think was, one, people I think were just tuning in. First weekend, I think you're always going to get a big boost in numbers. See what it's like. See what it's like. But we'll get into that a little more. We're going to first get into baseball. I just talked about the Astros and how terrible of a job they did apologizing for their cheating scandal, their sign-stealing scandal. I even wrote an article today about it. You can find it on 12 on Sports. So, and I will. That was bad. I got to tell you, the highlights, awkward. Yeah. Awkward. Like I said, an owner shouldn't sit up there and go, yeah, we got caught cheating. 
it didn't impact the game. We won the World Series, but it didn't impact the game. You just can't do uh, that. Less is best in that case. They should have said, we're mm. sorry, and we've moved on. But having two of their star players both go up and talk for a minute and a half total, also not a great look. At least make it sound sincere. You can have it short, but make it like three minutes of, I know we were wrong. You know, I blame myself. I blame the team. Like, at least make it sound like you're taking responsibility instead of, I hope one day I can just win fans back. I'm sorry for what we did, but we did it, and now we have to move past it type thing. So do you think fans sitting on the sideline watch that apology and say, Jesus, you just admitted to cheating? Yeah, you should. You should have. If You don't look at Twitter. Twitter was a fire pit of just anger. I- I, I don't I don't get it. So the coach loses his job, the GM loses his job, and everybody else was cheating. And yeah. uh, is that the deal they made? We'll just go back to the management? The worst look, I think, was the fact that their hired manager, who Dusty Baker, who they hired in the past two weeks, sounded more sorry about the cheating scandal than any of the people actually involved in the cheating scandal. Well, he's probably sorry that he has to go in and be a piece of it, but happy yeah. he got a job. Yeah, but it's not a great look. No. Nope. You know, I've talked enough about that. Everybody's talking about it. So we're going to get into, you know, just some trade, as we tease, boners, as you called it last week. I might even have to play like a spring sound, like a boing. I might just insert that over that high I, I don't know what you mean by that, because a boner is a big mistake. <laughs> I almost made a really inappropriate comment, but then I realized you're my father-in-law, so I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into these trades. You said you, I think you said you have about five of them. Yeah. So right. so we we uh, clearly this is catapulted by the the Mookie Betts trade and that other dude. The trade that didn't happen, but then happened. That didn't happen, but finally happened. You know, watching them put on Dodger uniforms hurt. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it, it was. Well, I gotta tell you, I, I Price is a great pitcher, but wasn't a great fit. Mookie Betts could have played in Boston until he retired, and the fans loved him, fan favorite. So hey, it, that that's tough. But you know you what? Never know what happens when he hits free agency. Who knows? He could his art could still be here, and if we give him the right price. And and by the know. way, it's a job for these guys. Yeah, and also, how weird is it to say that we have a guy named Jeter in our farm system? <laughs> right. Hey, hopefully it goes with a name, and he becomes a great yeah. player. Right, that would be nice. All right, so what is the – is this like wor- best to worst? How how are we doing this? Well, um, it's just, just five of the just worst. I mean, there, there's, there's hundreds, but five of the worst in no particular order. How about the A's trading Mark McGuire to the Cardinals? Who would they get back? I didn't write down all that information. Oh, see, this – It's I Mark mean, McGuire. I understand that. Batting but... champion of all time. Who knows? Maybe they got a decent return at the time. Like, so, so you try to defend the A's here for some reason. Right. You you trademark McGuire and uh, soon to be a home run. Le- I mean, he was a home run legend at that point, but no, but he became one. All right. We all know this guy. How about the Expos trading Pedro Martinez to the Boston Red Sox? Greatest trade I think ever. Absolutely. You and I would think that is the I was going to say, we might be slightly biased in this opinion. I mean, I understand the, the Expos back in the day were kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays. They were a team that 
couldn't afford that huge payroll. They couldn't get the big stars. They had to basically hope and pray that whatever they offered, bigger names might be willing to accept. They knew Pedro wasn't going to accept it, and he's a talent that he went to Boston and flourished, thankfully. He led them to one of their their first World Series in 86 years, but also just in general. He's become a Red Sox icon and, like, ambassador for the team. And you got, I mean, you just got to love Pedro. So, yeah, bad for the pay, Expos. Great for the Red Sox. So, Expos, how about Randy Johnson? They traded Randy to the Mariners. Johnson. They traded Randy Johnson to the Mariners was in, he in 1989. Was he in the minors still? Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's not that. that you don't know that how he's going to be. That might However, be worse than the Pedro trade. Yeah. You knew what Pedro was, so you probably got a decent return for him. Whereas Randy Johnson, you could say, went toe-to-toe with Pedro. Man, poor Expo fans. You could have had so, Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson in your rotation. Tough. You never would have lost a series if you made the playoffs. Absolutely. You, um, you would have just been you would have been a wrecking crew of pitchers who made hitters fall out of their shoes every at bat. 2003, Nathan Lariano gets traded to the Twins by the Giants. Another. Who? <laughs> another batter. Another 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 strong bat. For? Don't know. Say the name again? Nathan, Nathan Lariano. Get your phone out. Google this guy. Nathan. Listen, I love baseball. I have never and in my life heard of Nathan Lariano. Maybe he was the guy that was doing the concessions. <laughs> yeah, he was Speaking the guy doing the concessions. concessions, the number one snack at a baseball game. Oh, are oh, we getting into that oh, again? Yeah, I mean, you've, you've fared far away from Paul's pylon. You get me talking about thing. these things, and did I mean Nathan Lariano? Actually, he's on the front office of the New York Mets now. This is riveting. <laughs> it is. Everybody's sitting right next to their radio just waiting for this. They've already looked it up. Is They're better oh than God. I am. Yeah, I, I type in Nathan and try to spell his last name, and nothing comes up, just so you know. Yeah, well, all right, so let's move on to the final one. Wait, that was four. Yeah, that was what? Oh, my God. Paul, you're killing me. Number four was Boner. Is this what happens? I let us talk actual sports for a few weeks in a row, and we finally try to get back to the old days. And you just completely dropped the ball. Can I get you? Can I tell you why? Because the Nathan next Larry. one. Because the next. Oh, look. So is, he your, be, is he actually your priest? And you just said, hey, I'm going to use you in a trade boner this week. And he was like, excuse me. And you were like, listen, father. I started to write notes about him. And I thought, but I read the next trade. And I said, well, Red like, Sox traded Jeff Bagwell to the Astros in 1990. Yeah, that was one of the worst trades the Red Sox made. Hold on. Paul. Are you still getting on, Larry? Yes. So you're talking about trade boners. You're talking about all these major, huge trades of how bad they were for one side and not the other. And you don't bring up the Jason Veritek and Derek Lowe trade that the Red Sox made with the Mariners. One of Absolutely. the most lopsided trades in 
history, you bring up Nathan Liriano. So who who exactly? Is uh, like I sound like an owl because I keep going who? 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 One of us is an owl here. Who? Yeah, exactly. Nathan Liriano. So when you look at them, everybody thinks they're bad when their favorite players get traded away. And yeah, I think the low uh, Veritek trade was terrible. Yeah, for Heathcliff Slocum. <laughs> Who? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, he granted, he wasn't a terrible reliever. He was having a decent season. But the Mariners traded away a all-star catcher, a future no-hit pitcher, and Derek Lowe, who also, I don't know if he ever, I don't think he ever won the Cy Young, but in general, was had a pretty good career. So you got to give him that. Let's see. No, he was never, he was a two-time All-Star, and he was a saves leader, and a National League wins leader. Like, so he was nothing to scoff at, and he gave him up for Heathcliff. Heath a romance novel. Slocum. Yeah. He gave him up for a romance novel named Pitcher. Who did nothing for? I think I don't even think he made that many appearances for the Mariners after they traded for him. I think he ended up like playing in like seven games for them. Something. It was not good. Oh, pitcher! I I was mistaken. He became the best closer in the game of an ERA of two point one six in his first full season. Underwent Tommy John, but bounced back. Um, so became a great closer. So there I go. However. As you move forward, and you mentioned the Derek Lowe, there are other trades, um, Kurt Schilling, Steve Finley, and Pete who Harnish for Glenn Davis in 1991. Are you looking him up, too? I'm still trying to figure out who Nathan Liriano is. He was a closer. Are you trying to – are you talking about Joe Nathan? No. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Didn't you say 2003? It's Nathan Lariano. No. He's a, he's a closer. No, Paul. <laughs> no. Was that the trade? Nathan and Lariano for Lariano? <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm just backing up. up. I got to take my glasses off. Like this, this is not somebody I ever heard of. Oh, Nathan and Lariano. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Joe Nathan and Francisco Lariano. Yeah, Wait a minute. Did I write no. that? <laughs> Look at this. I'm going to show you this. Oh, my God. Oh, this makes way more sense now. <laughs> In my head, I'm racking my brain. Yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> oh, my God. I got the, I got that screwed up pretty good. Uh, welcome back to the true Paul's Pile. <laughs> you cannot let me do this again. Oh, man. Yeah, I just looked it up because I was very confused. And I typed in Nathan Liriano, 2003. And they Joe Nathan, as I'm reading it. All-star catcher A.J. Brzezinski was traded Friday by the tightly budgeted Twins to the San Francisco Giants for right-handed pitcher Joe Nathan and two minor leaguers. Francisco Liriano was one okay. of them. <laughs> it's a bad trade because A.J. Brzezinski, even though he wasn't a bad catcher, Joe Nathan came, became a great closer, and Francisco Liriano was a pretty good starting pitcher. See? I told you. Yeah, but you're like, it's Nathan Liriano. He works right. for the Well, we could have skipped right over that, because as I told you, I got all excited about the Bagwell trade. <laughs> oh, I, mi- I missed this. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> now I'm so stressed out. It's all right. I need a proofreader. Those those are your five trade boners. Do I have a proofreader in the budget? Yeah, I think I think that person's upstairs already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> this so let's clarify that your fourth trade boner is a was boner actually, boner was a boner boner because you thought of the person's name was Nathan Liriano. Nathan it was two separate people, Joe Nathan and Francisco Liriano traded for AJ. And, and that's what I get for reading the synopsis and yep. reading it quickly. You do your research properly. I do. <sighs> You're lucky I'm here. I am lucky. See, you got it straightened out. You, yeah. I, you're my safety net. Yeah. Wow. That that was a good one. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I hope I hope we didn't lose any listeners over that. Oh, no, what is that some. knucklehead doing? I think we gained some. But you know what? That was our trade boners. Let's get into something else that you know nothing about. <laughs> something else? Wait, comma that I know nothing about? <laughs> the XFL. Something else, comma that you know nothing about. Meaning I don't know a lot of stuff about much. But you know what you know. And you know it well. So that's all that matters. That is. That is. <laughs> so let's get into the XFL. We had the first weekend of the XFL. I don't know if – did you watch any of it? No. All right. I did fine. watch somebody run for a touchdown, and they said – I, and that's when I said to you, Greg, I thought this was indoors. Yeah. So that makes it even better because I've made a quiz, seven questions, and we're going to figure out who you should root for because I'm not going to lie, Paul, the XFL – Kind of interesting. You got to love a league that a quarterback can throw an interception, and as he walks off the field, a reporter sit, walks up to him and goes, so what happened? Why'd you throw that interception? And he has to answer it on the spot. So they've made media yeah, part media's, of this game? Yep. Sideline reporters are literally reporting with the players who have made the bad plays and the good plays and the coaches. So imagine Bill Belichick and Tom Brady having to like explain what happened on different plays. It, it would be must-watch TV. I think they should do that in the Senate. But anyway, different conversation. <laughs> but could you imagine if Tommy Boy, after the playoff game, the last throw he made was an interception if right after he came off, they were like, Tom, do you think this is the last pass of your career? Are you going to leave on an interception? And he had to stand there and go, um, no comment. And they're like, no, you can't say that. You actually have to make a comment. We're here. The fans need to know. Is it live over like the loudspeaker or yeah, just TV? It's live on TV. They had linemen cursing accidentally that they had to try to bleep out. It was fantastic. Well, then if they it's going to Pat McAfee literally on the field, standing behind like the punter, <laughs> watching the punts. It was awesome. Why don't they should have that on cable and leave the whole thing and just who cares what they say? Oh, they tried to bleep it out. They failed miserably. <laughs> it made That's it better. Awesome. I'm liking it. Yeah. So I might have out. to watch. Yeah. So let's see who you should root for. All right. XFL. All right. So what I've does it stand for? Extreme I know football, football League. I don't know. I think it's like Football extreme. League? No, it used to be Extreme Football League back in the first origin. So I assume it's similar. Is what's his name still in charge of it? Yep. Vince McMahon. He is? Yep. Yeah. He's throwing a lot of money to this and he can throw as much as he wants essentially. He's got He's got tons of it. So here we go. Paul, we're about to choose your XFL team. You ready? Uh, I, I was born ready. All right. You First question. Say something else. <laughs> Do you like winners? Yes. All right. That works because let's see who gets the marks there. All right. I'm not going to tell you who, who's winning, by the way. So 
Real quick, we'll give you who, who you're protecting. Who says no to that question? I, you never know. Some people like losers. Just ask your daughter. See, look, I made the joke for you. I I would <laughs> never say that. All right, by the way, before we move on. I think Kevin's a great guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> touche, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there are eight teams. I'm going to let you know who the teams are because since you don't know anything about it, I'm sure you don't even know the names. Do I need there to ask them? You don't. Don't worry. There's the Seattle Dragons, the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the New York Guardians, the D.C. Defenders, the L.A. Wildcats, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Tampa Bay Vipers. That's right. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Battlehawks. Yep. They got the sweet uniforms. So nothing in the Northeast? New York Guardians. They're the biggest part of this Northeast. Yeah, okay. Uh, Big so, TV market. Yeah. Question number two. Which would you rather eat? Pork roll, grits, or avocado toast? Pork roll, grits, or avocado toast? Yeah, breakfast foods. Which of those three do you want to eat? Um, pork roll. One. Pork roll, avocado toast, or? Grits. So, staying away from the carbs, I might have to go with pork roll. Wow, you're... I was going to say, you're putting way more thought into this than I thought you were going to. <laughs> I thought this was, was going to be quick fire. Do you prefer... I'm surprised you recognize me, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you look like a totally different change, man. <laughs> Those three pounds really went to your head. <laughs> or, out, I guess, out of your Off head. my maybe? hips. Yeah. Do you prefer real life or a fantasy world? Real life. All right. Let's see. I have to, like, actually look up what teams I said I have to mark for each one. <laughs> All right, next, choose a weapon. A sword, a pistol, an arrow, or your bare hands. Well, I'm against guns. Bare hands. Bare hands. Ooh, okay. It's an interesting, interesting... I hope, I hope the NRA isn't a big part of your listening <laughs> audience. Number five, pick a player. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Babe Ruth, or Jerry Rice. Wayne Gretzky, Babe Ruth, Jerry, Jerry Rice, Rice, or Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. All right. Now it's the XFL. You got to pick a wrestler to represent yourself. So you oh, have awesome. the the Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Roman Reigns. I don't know who that third one is. Which one, Roman Reigns or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, Roman Reigns. All right. So. Your choices, again, though, are The Rock, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Roman Reigns? I think The Rock because he's very diverse in his career. Okay. Didn't he play football? Yeah, he played for Miami. And then last. Was he in the the game when they beat the Patriots? Just kidding. Seriously? (laughs) Final question. Now, this is the most scientific and most telling. How much wood... Could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Stop chucking my wood! Your options are 0 to 2, 3 to 4, 5 to 10, or 10 plus unlimited. Uh, 10 plus? Yeah, meaning like unlimited amounts of wood. They could chuck unlimited amounts of wood? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like woodchucks, so I say 0 to 2. 
Zero to two. All right. Let's tally the score. Did you, did you have a lot of time off this week? I did a song in about five minutes. That's how good I am. All Paul, right. Congratulations. My Your team XFL is? team is the Houston Roughnecks, who are 1 0. So you're a winner already. The Houston Roughnecks. Yep. What does that, um, uh, what do you call those things? Um, what does that mascot look like? I think it's like an oil rig, kind of like the Houston Oilers. I think it's like an homage to them. An homage. Yeah, I want fancy. You did. Croissant. Yeah. So. The Houston Roughnecks. The Houston That's Roughnecks. Kind of a, they couldn't have, like, the Prairie Dogs or something? Nope, I believe. It's like an oil rig type thing. That is a oil rig type thing no, with an H. I think it's in. I think it's kind of like an homage to the Houston Oilers. Well, somebody isn't dressed up like an oil rig running around. They got to have something yeah, else. That'd be awesome, though. Running around and and and, and it and shoots it, out oil yeah. actually out of its spout. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And it could be like chocolate sauce. Uh, sure. It could be. It could be salsa because nachos are uh, <laughs> popular at games. I actually almost asked instead of the breakfast foods. I almost went like Tex-Mex. And things like that, but I was like, that'd be too very specific of what teams I'm talking about. So someday when I have absolutely nothing else to do, and I mean nothing, you could explain this whole thing to me. I can, because the, the rules are interesting. No, I don't mean XFL. I meant your scientific method of picking my team. Oh, yeah. Well, you just, you, based on your answers, four crosses went to Houston, and they had the most tallies, so that's who you get. Okay. Oh, I, did, I you just, did you just assign a team to a question and that's how we did it? No, I assigned each you answer said, to two teams at a time, except for the first one. Do you like winners? Four teams won this past weekend. DC, New York, Houston. So and they, all got a, they all got a so hash you, mark. You said yes, so they all got a hash to start off with. Okay. You picked pork roll. That wasn't Houston. But Houston roughnecks are real life. Um, I, you chose. Is, would Houston be grits because it's in the south? Yes. Okay. You chose Michael Jordan. He was Houston. Um, the Woodchuck. Well, I picked him because he sneakers. Yeah, there you go. But that's your million dollars worth of sneakers. Yeah. But that's your team. Congrats. You know, I got that tidbit in there. Yeah. That pylon right in there. That... You can remember that, but you can't remember Nathan Liriano as two separate people. I had no idea who he was. I knew all the others. Yeah, you did. And actually, as before I was prepping, so clearly I didn't, but I was looking back up my five um, trade boners and I looked at it and I said, how could I not talk about Derek Lowe? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And Jason Veritek. So yeah. there you go. Now you know who to root for this weekend. Tune in to the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. I don't know who who do they lying. play? No idea. I haven't checked that far. <laughs> do they play on Sundays or Saturdays? Uh, their next game is with the Battlehawks. At 5 p.m. on February 16th, so Sunday. And they'll be on... Every week or every other week? Every week, because every team, since there's only eight teams, they all play every week for, I think, eight eight, I think it's eight weeks. And then do they have a not-so-so-so-so? Four teams make make the playoffs, two from each division, and then there's a championship game. I'm excited. You should be. We might be able to have that uh, 
What the heck did we bet on? Those bets we made. Prop they bets. Have the, the prop bets. We can have prop bets on the last game, we that could. championship game. How many three-pointer attempts are they going to go for? I don't know. For a touchdown, you get a choice of one, two, or three points. How many players punch out the guy asking the question on the sideline? That'd be a good question. That would. I guess we'll see how angry they get. As speaking the of wood, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Well, how did that go? How did that I get points? I random teams. For each oh, okay. One. Houston was zero to two. <laughs> so, so this was a very fun way to give me a team to root for the Houston Roughnecks. Exactly. So had there been it, like the Boston baked beans, I would have been rooting yeah, for them. Made, yeah. So this made it I can't vote you, for a New York team. No. So, but you oh. could have ended up rooting for them for all you knew based on these questions. Luckily, you didn't. I would have had to come through the screen and torn that paper up and said, "Nope, nope, well, can't that's happen." Not, that's not very nice. So Nathan Lane is now not traded. He is on Broadway. <laughs> That's see perfect. I, see yeah. how I did that? Yeah, very good. I did that? Well, oh, know. what you got there? Paul, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Oh, I, my pleasure. I love being here. Your pleasure. My pleasure. Our pleasure? Sounds like a gum commercial. Shared pleasure. Happy Valentine's Ding. Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there that loves me. <laughs> and on that note. Both of them. We'll see you next week for Paul's Pilot. Take care. Oh man, always a great time with Paul. Lots of laughs, lots of just going off the end of conversations where we don't know where it's going to end up, but it's always a good time. And before I get into NBA All-Star Weekend, I want to let you know that Zingo TV now has 12-ounce sports. That's right, Zingo TV, Z-I-N-G-O. Go there, use promo code 12OUNCE, that's 12OZ, and get a great deal. It's free to use, but the 12OUNCE just lets them know that you're coming from us and that you love 12OUNCE sports. I mean, what's not to love? Am I right? So go check it out. That's Zingo TV. They got 12OUNCE sports. We have live shows. It's a great time. But let's get into the NBA. We have NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. Right now, the two best teams are have their captains as the captains as East and the West. That's not how it works. It was just LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo have the two best teams. They were also the highest fan votes. They were captains. That's how it works. Highest votes get to be captains. I don't know why I'm making such a big deal out of that, but I am. So, oh well. We have All-Star Weekend coming up. That means skills challenge, three-point challenge, dunk contest, plus the game. I'm just going to give you my thoughts, who I think is going to win those. The NBA right now, not a huge lot of storylines outside of if you want to talk Rockets going small ball. It's worked, but it hasn't worked. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be this amazing thing after they beat the Lakers, and then it wasn't so much. Lakers went into the All-Star break, beating the number two seed in the West currently, which is the Nuggets. So, good for them. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the All-Star weekend. That's what everybody cares about. Damian Lillard won't be playing in the game anymore due to a groin injury, but he said he still will be performing as Dame Dalla on Saturday night at the United Center. So that's something to look forward to. If, honestly, if you actually haven't checked out Damian Lillard's music, it's actually really not that bad. It's actually pretty good. I don't know why I'm making it sound so shocked. He like is known to be a pretty good rapper. So go check it out. It's actually, like I said, pretty good. 
I think it's like Run It Up is one of the songs. I actually have it on one of my playlists. It's a good workout song. Anyway, though, he won't be playing. And Derrick Rose sadly won't be participating in the Skills Challenge in his hometown, Chicago. But Skills Challenge will be up first on Saturday night with all the different Skills Challenge going on. We have last year's reigning champ, Jason Tatum. We have the year before that, Spencer Dinwiddie. So it's got good competition. you got some good big men in there with DeMontis Sabonis and Pascal Siakam. And you even have up-and-comer Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat who's having a great, great season. If you haven't really heard about him, ESPN just did a great article on him, how he's basically an all-star that none of you know about. But if i got to give my choice, I'm going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie. He won two years ago. He's just one of those guys I feel like he's good at the skills challenge. I mean, don't I mean Jason Tatum's good, Patrick Beverly's good. I mean, you got plenty of guys who are talented in this. But you know, I'm just gonna give my nod to Dinwiddie. Just feeling it. He's been playing pretty well with Kyrie Irving out. So why not let him get, you know, a little victory? Because the Nets aren't getting many. Let him get one. So that's my pick for the skills challenge. Then you got the three point contest, which is literally like the biggest crapshoot ever. It says who's having a good night. It could easily be Devin Booker. Or Trey Young. But that's not who I'm going to go with. Those are the easy picks. Those are the picks that you're like, you know what? I feel confident with that. Those guys are high scorers. They take three-pointers from half court. Yeah, no, I'm not going with them. I'm going with Buddy. Buddy Heald. Come on. How do I not pick Buddy Heald? He's one of those guys that if he is feeling it that night, he will not miss. Like, seriously, I wouldn't be shocked if he went around without missing if he's just if he's on point. But he holds this, that type of three-point shooter in my mind. He's kind of like a Ray Allen. Not, I mean, clearly he's not Ray Allen. But he has nights where he looks like it. So that's what I'm going with. I'm feeling he's going to have one of those nights. I'm going with underdogs. If you haven't if you haven't figured that out. Which, no offense in the dunk contest, I will not be going with Pat Conofton. Because he's just not going to win. I He's an underdog. <laughs> Like, as underdog as underdogs get. Going against Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, both former dunk contest champions, and Derek Jones Jr., who had some pretty nice dunks this year. But if i got to go with one pick for the dunk contest, oh, my mind says Derek Jones Jr., but my heart says Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight's career is not gone the way that many expect it. His first round with the Lakers did not go well. He's back for a second time. It's going a bit better. But that's because he's taking a reserve role. He knows his place. Last time with Kobe, it was a little bit different. But I think, you know, that he's going to get that Mamba magic. He's doing it for Kobe now. I think somehow that just plays into it. Maybe he does a tribute, tugs at the heartstrings, gets the votes. I'm going to go with Dwight. I mean, it makes no sense. He's a center. It's easy for him to dunk. But I guess if he does impress some dunks, that's what makes it even more impressive to the judges. So I'm going to go with Dwight. It's where it's where the heart's at. Got to go with your heart sometimes. And it's All-Star Weekend, and really, who cares? I'm just going with my picks. If he does another, like, Superman blow out the cupcake candle on top of the rim, that's also going to be nice. Superman cape. Maybe he, like, throws Kevin Hart through the hoop. Like, maybe we get one of those. Can we get one of those? Can we? Is that allowed? Can you throw a person with a basketball through the hoop? If so, do it. Do it, Dwight. Do it for America. All right, anyway. 
Then the All-Star game, the game of no defenses, where it could be 200 to 200, or it could be, no, it's going to be like 200 to 200. Let's be honest, you have James Harden, who's going to take about 30 shots himself from three points. He's on Team LeBron, though, so that's LeBron's issue to deal with, not Giannis's, because as Giannis said, I'm not picking James because I want people to actually pass on my team. Shots fired from Giannis and probably from James Harden from literally everywhere on the court. But if I got to go with my pick, it's got to be LeBron. LeBron literally has the most dominant team in this All-Star game. He has not only James Harden, he has every other top All-Star. He has Anthony Davis. He has Kawhi Leonard. Like, I don't know what Giannis was thinking when he picked his team, but LeBron has a juggernaut of a team. How are you going to beat Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka, James Harden, and LeBron as your starting five? No offense to Giannis and Joel Embiid, Pasco Siakam, Kemba, and Trey Young. They just can't compete. It's, it's just a fact. And then you look at their second round, the reserves you have. Well, LeBron's team looked better with Lillard, but even still, Ben Simmons, Jokic, Tatum, Chris Paul, Russ, and DeMontis versus Middleton, Bam, who's pretty good, Rudy, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. Giannis's team isn't screaming, we're going to blow you out of the water or compete with you. It's literally the A squad versus the B squad. And I'm going with the A squad. I'm going with Team LeBron. They're going to win. Yeah, it'll probably be close to an extent, but still. There's, if LeBron's team doesn't win, I'd be shocked. That's, that's about it. I'd be shocked. And that shock's going to wrap up the show because there's nothing else to talk about. We're not going to get into the XFL. I want to see how week two goes. I will say I like the kickoff return ideas of having the guys that close together. I can't wait to see a kickoff return touchdown, though, because I feel like it's going to look really weird to see. I like that. I like the sideline reporting like I talked with Paul. If you're wondering who I'm going to be going with, I'm going with the D.C. Defenders. I'm sorry. Deitch. Cardell Jones. I just like him. Just happy times at Ohio State. Didn't seem like a bad guy. So let's see him do successful. Plus, I got to take the quiz, actually. So I'm going with the D.C. Defenders right now. I didn't take the quiz. I created myself. I'll take it next. I'll take it after the show, and I'll tell you next week who I got. It's a fun little teaser. Right? I don't know. Anyway, XFL, I like it. Like the sign line reporting. Like the kickoff ideas. I'm not too crazy about the one, two, three point attempts because nobody seems to make them. But we'll see. Hopefully teams can get competitive, stay competitive, because you don't want two teams to just basically be the most dominant and a bunch of teams be terrible. You want it to be kind of competitive, especially the first season. So I'll be watching that again this weekend. Hopefully, like we said, everybody has a good Valentine's Day. If you got nobody, hang out with friends. If you don't have friends for some reason, watch some romance comedy movies. Have some chocolate. Drink some wine or whatever you're going to drink. You'll still enjoy your Valentine's Day. Don't worry. Somebody's out there for you. Everybody has somebody. Right? Sure. We'll go with that. So have a happy Valentine's Day. Have a good weekend nonetheless. Enjoy the XFL, the NBA All-Star Weekend, NHL. Enjoy it all. My name is Greg. This has been my stance on sports. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. The Sports Dance.